flexible budget and with limited environmental impact. It was not just a matter of convenience either, according to Lake Placid's Congressman, Representative Robert McEwen. It is no secret to us in America that the measure of support given to athletes in communist countries is on a level unknown to us here in America, he told Congress. This would be a step in the right direction, a worthy investment in American winter athletes in the midst of the Cold War. Also, it would be safe. Terrorism weighed heavily on the minds of the Olympic organizers, and the 1980 Games would take place just a few years after the 1972 Munich attacks, in which members of a Palestinian terrorist group broke into the Olympic Village and killed 11 Israeli athletes. The security of the village would be under extraordinary scrutiny, and hosting the Games in a quiet, remote village rather than a major metropolitan city certainly seemed safer. In the mid-1970s, the Lake Placid Olympics looked like a slam dunk. Cheap, secure, and a good symbolic move before Moscow hosted the Summer Games later that year. In fact, the Olympic Committee declared before Congress one of the only things they would need federal funding for was the construction of the Olympic Village. It Takes a Village But nothing is ever easy with the Olympics. Lake Placid might seem like a thrifty choice, but it certainly wasn't free. Host cities needed to house thousands of athletes in facilities that were clean, comfortable, and above all, secure. And in virtually every situation, this housing had to be built from the ground up for tenants who would stay for a grand total of two weeks. As bottom lines rose, cities grew increasingly concerned about what would become of the village once the Olympics left town. Following the 1972 Munich Games, village housing sat unoccupied for years, as the developer found it more convenient to take the rents guaranteed by the International Olympic Committee in the case of vacancy than to deal with tenants. The 1976 Montreal Games swelled to 13 times the approved budget, leaving the city near financial ruin. The village became embroiled in scandal when the developers were arrested on charges of fraud and conspiracy for allegedly copying the village's design from a French apartment complex and illegally taking the land from a popular municipal park. The Lake Placid Olympic Village saga began in early 1976 as McEwen approached one federal agency after another, hoping to find one that could repurpose the athletes' housing complex. Congress appropriated $28 million in federal funds for construction of the Olympic Village near Lake Placid, but policy dictated that any federally financed Olympics facilities must also have a secondary use. To ensure Lake Placid's Olympics bid, McEwen needed to find someone, anyone, to give a second life to the Olympics Village. Ideas circulated about turning the village to housing, to hospital space, and to a permanent athletics facility, but each plan eventually lost steam. As the search became increasingly dire, McEwen heard that the Federal Bureau of Prisons director, Norman Carlson, had congressional authorization to build a prison somewhere in the Northeast. Carlson listened to McEwen's description of the International Olympic Committee security requirements for an Olympic village, and told McEwen that the Olympic village he described sounded exactly like one of the Bureau of Prison facilities. Director Norman Carlson certainly had his work cut out for him in the 1970s. 
As arrests and incarceration rates reached all-time highs, they triggered a boom in demand for prison space. From 1969 to 1979, the Bureau added 24 new prisons, with more than 9,500 bed spaces. But alongside this unprecedented expansion came new waves of prison reform activism. Activists noted the tremendous racial disparities in sentencing and incarceration rates. They also drew attention to the horrendous conditions inside many American prisons, bringing a flood of lawsuits that challenged everything from abusive guards to medical experimentation on inmates. The Nixon administration had a simple solution, build more prisons. Rampant prison overcrowding exacerbated many of the issues stressed by prison reformers. Inadequate health care, substandard living conditions, inmate violence. Officials blamed overcrowding rather than unfair treatment of inmates for the unprecedented number of prison riots through the 1980s.